Welcome to the Geek Exploring Art Off Topic Debrief. I'm Ben Robinson. And I'm John Williams. And here we are to deliver our little baby pee-pee mini episode to you, uh, which is not so small by uh, by podcasting standards, but, you know, it's it's half the size of our uh, our regular one. Maybe a baby, but it's still got a big pee-pee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're going to chat. We're going to talk about some news, some things we saw, um, some things we did, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? It's a wild card, man. You you never know what to expect. Yeah. I mean, usually there's some uh, some Zack Snyder talk, but I don't think I've got any today. I'll find a way. Ah, shit. I got a little tiny bit, but uh, it doesn't have anything right. to do with him specifically. All right. <laughs> Fucker. So, John, what have you been up to, man? Uh, ugh, uh, I don't know. You do, um, that's terrifying. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> I better figure it out before uh, before my, my work meeting tomorrow when they ask me that same question, just in regards to work specifically. Um, no, I don't know. I've been doing a lot of, uh, a lot of drawing, finishing things up, uh, doing a bit of writing. We're getting prepared for our, uh, our second issue of Space Oddities. I want to get drawing. So we're, uh, we've got our stories and we're writing our scripts and then we will powwow, uh, if I can use a politically incorrect term, and uh, bash those things together. Get this thing going. Fuck yeah. What about you? Uh, I mean, I know what you've been doing. Yeah, I went camping. I just got back from camping today, and it's the first time I'd been in a long-ass time. And uh, it was nice. Uh, It was uh, challenging at the beginning, because we were trying to set tents up in 40-mile-an-hour sustained winds on the coast, and so the tents were falling over and trying to fly away and filling with fucking sand. (laughs) Uh, But uh, once, once the winds died down Saturday morning, it was, it was a lovely time. Yeah, man. Camping sounds great. Being on, on a beach sounds greater, but uh, trying to sleep through sand dropping on your face sounds really gross. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we had like, you know, all these tents flapping in the wind at four, I mean, 40 mile an hour sustained winds. So, I mean, it was probably like 60 mile. There were some gusts that were like, they would fold, they kind of folded the tent over on top. Like a couple of people, their tents like completely collapsed while they were sleeping. Uh, I tied mine to the car so that it couldn't fall over. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, it was strong enough that the sand was blowing up the wall of the outside of the tent and in the window and right into my face. Gross. It was, uh, was kind of shitty. But, uh, yeah, like I said, after that, it was, it was beautiful. It was lovely days. It was in like the high sixties, low seventies, sunny, nice little breeze. Nice. I buried my son up to his neck in the sand. Oh, cool. So that was fun. Yeah. And, and I got, uh, the script written for, uh, or at least a draft of it. Yeah. For space audits. So it was a, it was a good, fun, productive weekend. Yeah. I mean, geez. I don't know what I, what I did as far as productivity. I was supposed to be more productive than I was. I ended up, uh, well, don't worry. I kept your wife company last night. Oh, good. Someone's got you. Yeah. Um, well, her and your daughter and mother-in-law, and I also had my girlfriend and my daughter with me. So it was a real ladies' night. We yeah. came up and drank some wine and and uh, played some some games. I don't know. Dice games, some card games. So, yeah. Fun. Yeah. I'm tired, though. I hadn't drank in like a month. Oh, the the old hatchet let you drink? <laughs> uh, yeah. Thanks, Angelina. <laughs> uh, um, all right. So let's get into it, I guess. 
Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Um, okay, so do you want to lead off? Do you want me to lead off? I don't care. I don't want to make decisions. All right, I'll lead off. Ugh. <laughs> so, uh, so apparently Target has stopped selling Pokemon cards for customer and employee safety. Yeah, man. Which I read that headline. And I was like, wait, what the fuck does that mean? And apparently people have been going nuts over po- Pokemon cards and like, you know, major league sports trading cards. Yeah, that's that's the weirder thing. Yeah, like I didn't Sports cards are still a thing? Yeah, I didn't know people cared about that. I mean, they were big in like the 90s. I remember them being fucking huge. Yeah. Uh, I had a large collection of uh cards for sports I didn't really give a shit about because <laughs> that's what you did. People gave you baseball cards and like they were neat. Yeah. And the, like the only one I think I kept, I think I've still got a bookmark for uh Rusty Cunts. Oh, that's uh, great. How the hell do you get rid of that card? Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, I guess they've uh, they've had like people, you know, in in I think it was in like Malaysia or something. Someone broke into a Target and like stole a bunch of cards. They've been trying to counterfeit Pokemon cards. I guess they're they, they it is exploded again. Yeah, yeah, and I I I can't remember the exact details or where it was, but I I just uh, maybe it was just a headline or something I glossed over where there was some like attack in a parking lot. Yeah, someone pulled a gun on someone. Yeah. Over Pokemon cards. Yeah, man. What? It's fucking bonkers. It's like, uh, that shit was happening a few years ago with like rare, like Funko Pops or like the old Beanie Baby craze. It's so weird that it's, that it's a craze that already happened though. Like I didn't think Pokemon would come back. If it was like, I'm so out of touch with the youth, like TikTok cards. <laughs> like, I don't even know. Like, I wouldn't know what it was, but if it was something I'd never heard of, I'd be like, okay, weird craze. That shit happens. But yeah. it's fucking Pokemon again. Yeah. 25 years later. Also, the Pokemon, the card game is not good. It's not fun to play. I mean, I, I imagine most of these people pulling guns on other people are doing it for like collecting and reselling yeah. and not actually for playing. But uh, like Pokemon, the video game's fun. I've still never really got into it heavily, but uh, I get the appeal there. Yeah. Card game is just, it's its its magic, the gathering, for five-year-olds. And I'm <laughs> no longer five years old, so I'll play something with a little bit more, you know, substance. Yeah, I was talking to uh, one of the other parents at, at my kid's school a uh, couple weeks back, and she was talking about how her son, who's in like sixth grade, is super into Pokemon and how they go to Target and they, you know, like, they're either not there or they have like an attendant there and you could only buy like two packs at a time. Yeah. And, and I was just like, wait, what the fuck is happening? Like this, this has really come back this strong. Like that's, that's nuts. I remember hanging out at comic shops when the first craze hit and, uh, it was, it was just like that. They disappeared immediately. Yeah. Well, and cards, yeah, cards were going for, you know, a thousand to $10,000 and it, like, I guess that's happening again. Which my son's got like probably 3,000 Pokemon cards. They're not like in mint condition. He's got them in like an old lunchbox. Yeah. But I should flip through there just to see if he's got any like thousand dollar cards. Yeah. And I'll give him 10 bucks for each one of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll put it in his college fund. Yes. 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 yes that's what I will do. <laughs> put, put your fingers down. No quote fingers. This isn't a visual medium. <laughs> Well, speaking of uh, Japanese animated properties, uh, we've got our first look at the new Masters of the Universe. What is it? Revelations? Is that what yeah, it's called? Yeah, I think that's what it's called. The uh, the Kevin Smith 
Masters of the Universe revamp coming to Netflix. I mean, so I guess it's American produced, but it's certainly animated overseas and it's got an anime style. So that that's that's what my uh my segue was. Hey, hey, we gotta we gotta stitch things together here. Yeah, do it one way or another. Um so they uh Mattel went ahead and released uh ten images from the cartoon series, and it looks pretty badass. It's definitely got a Japanese flavor to it. Not yeah, it's not like super jet like it's not like you know big eyes androgynous small mouth kind of evil. you know your you know sailor moon anime no it's more i mean it's probably closer to like the last he-man cartoon yeah the one from like 2003 yeah where it's i don't know it, the, the proportion struck me as a bit more western in than they do than anime myself yeah they're probably they're they, they probably are instructed to adhere to like the core tenets of of uh, of He Man, which is muscle, oh yeah, and like energy and power and mullets. <laughs> uh, yeah, because yeah, He Man's hair is uh, it's pretty He Man. I'm really glad that that in the 2003 series and this new one, they're not fucking with the hair. Like they they make it a little more palatable, a little less double bowl cutty. And you know, like it's 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 got it's got some feathering and you know some movement to it, but it's still He Man's hair. Absolutely, and uh, Skeletor looks cool. Yeah, they didn't have any any like super big shots of Skeletor's full body, which bummed me out a little bit. But he's definitely got a more more evil skeleton face. Yeah, they they had a shot of like Tila and Evil Lynn, and it looked like Roboto and Orko and one other person I think that I that I couldn't place another female. Um, no, maybe not. I don't know. They, they were all hanging out like in like leather armor and stuff. Like it, it was, it was very interesting. It was cool seeing a rugged Orko. Oh yeah. Orko looked way cooler. Hopefully he's not, uh, Orko anyway. Like if they're <laughs> going to change any element of the show away from what that character was, let it be Orko. Yeah. I'm all right with that. Cause fuck him. Yeah. Yeah. That, that shot was interesting too. Cause it looked like, uh, Evelyn was like, you know, chilling with, with the homies. Like they, they weren't like fighting her. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where the story's going. Because they, I mean, even though it's supposed to take place after the old series, like, they're not just going to do a six-episode miniseries where it's just like, oh, six more little He-Man adventures for for all you people feeling the nostalgia. Like, they're going to have a story and a beginning and an end. And they're, they're you know, they're going to want to bring something to the table besides just, like, more of the old, you know, so like having Skeletor taking on something and Evelyn joining the other side, you know, would make sense. Sorceress looked good too. Yeah, no, it, it all looked great. And, and Mattel also released some shots of the toys and the toys look fucking bitching too. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested. They had that like mega Skeletor. So I'm curious, like, yeah. is that from the show or, I mean, toy companies also just like to fucking put out shit that's not in the show. I, I so bet I it don't is know. because if, if you look at it, like it's clearly like turbo Skeletor, he's holding the, the sword of power. So, you know, what, what would be more, you know, like, um, Hey fans of the old, like here's something new, like Skeletor actually gets the sword of power and then turns into like, you know, the equivalent of like super shredder. And he had like a symbol on his chest that was reminiscent of He-Man's new symbol, which is no longer the Iron Cross, but it looks kind of like an H. It also looks similar to like the the Horde uh, symbol, oh, like, yeah. like the red symbol huh. they had on their chest. Um, so I'm curious how how that will factor in if it does. But that Turbo Skeletor looked fucking cool, and yeah. I, I you know 
I wouldn't be shocked if that if that was directly from there. But yeah, they've they've got all sorts of articulation. They, you know, it's interesting that you brought up the uh, the two thousand three series. Like those toys, in the in their like proportions, remind me of the two thousand three toys more. Yeah, thankfully their posture is better. <laughs> yeah, because I don't I don't know what was with the uh, weird hunchback He Man <laughs> <laughs> scoliosis edition. But uh, yeah, yeah. The the article that I first saw pissed me off because the guy was the headline was like he the new He Man series is here and it's great and I was just like oh shit did it come out and I clicked on it and it was like yeah it comes out July but I saw some of this and I'm like you prick get me yeah. all excited just oh to he let succeeded me down he he got that clip yeah, right from you freaking internet <laughs> jerk bags. dickheads but yeah I, I'm excited for it it looks good uh, I I saw something this saying that like. This reinvigorated Mark Hamill's love for animation. Oh, yeah, because he's doing Skeletor, right? Yeah. Interesting. Which, you know, Alan Oppenheimer would have been great, but he's he's pretty old. Yeah, I mean, he loves, as far as I know, like, he, he doesn't get pissed doing it at conventions, but you can hear in his voice, like, it's it's a bit strained. Like, he's, he's, he's no longer got the power. He's a, he is a very old man. Yeah, yeah, to do a whole new set of episodes like that's and you know honestly mark hamill's fucking great yeah let's see let's see how he does i'm excited to hear his skeletor and it sounds like he enjoyed doing it so that's a good sign and yeah. he came out and was like this is it fucking done never doing this again i'd be, I'd be a bit more nervous. or if he came out saying like i didn't really agree with the director's take on this but yeah he's got a good uh good relationship with kevin smith I would imagine. Well, I I don't know anything about their relationship, but they have worked together and they seem to have fun together. So you said July? July, yeah. Oh, fuck. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, me too. Oh, he, man. Mm-hmm. That's my segue. Oh, man. They better have... Oh, I wonder what, what they're going to do for, for the theme. If they're just going to do something all new or if they're going to retool the old one. Kevin Smith came out with that uh, video, right? Where he was like crying about how great it was and had it on in the background. You told me about that, but I, I never I never found it and watched it, nor did I know if it was the main theme I don't or know, not. No, it was the transformation theme. Oh, that's right. I remember you saying that. It felt like an updated version of the original, so I imagine they would do something similar with the main theme. If a composer can take the old Spider-Man, Spider-Man does whatever a Spider-Can song and turn that into like a big orchestral piece... Like, like they did, you know, you, you can do something with He-Man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a good spot for fan service. Yeah. Bring back some nostalgia. I, I don't know if I've ever recommended it. Oh, I wonder if I should just throw my recommendation in right now. I didn't <laughs> I even think say, about it. We've got recommendations coming up, John. I, th- I think I may have, actually. Oh. Have I talked about Samara Ginsberg, who does, like, the, the multi-cello pieces? She does, like, videos on YouTube. To me? Yes. On the show, not sure. Well, if I haven't, then uh, she's she's got a great uh, bunch of classic cartoon themes and shit, including He Man, where she does like anywhere from like six to ten, ten cello parts, and she plays them all, and they are fantastic. Moving on from He Man, jeez, I mean, we could talk a lot about He Man. We know that from our episode. We have, yeah. <laughs> Go listen to our He Man episode. <laughs> so, I guess speaking of animated things that. Uh, are new uh the final <laughs> season of castlevania came out season four Holy it is available shit. now it came out i think on thursday i want to say and since i've been camping all weekend i haven't been able to watch it yet 
but I am stoked and it looks good and uh, everything I've you know I've heard like people saying things about it and trying to avoid the content, but uh, supposedly it's a good and satisfying ending to the series. Have you seen all three previous seasons? I have. Okay, yeah, because I. I was just farting around on YouTube and I saw something like that, you know, like breaking down season four. I was like, holy fuck, I didn't realize there had been four seasons already. I thought there was only like two. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. The three was out last year and then uh, they've been pumping them out pretty regularly, which is nice because some of the, some of that Netflix, like, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Netflix. Original. Exclusive, oh yeah. Original animation is, uh, fucking has like a really long time. Like you're like two, three years between releases. And it's like, that's, that's long enough for me to lose interest, guys. Yeah. You need to step that shit up a bit. Yeah, the, yeah, they, they don't have to adhere to any sort of uh, season schedule at all. So yeah. it's just sort of like, oh, whenever we feel like it, we'll drop a new season. Meanwhile, I'm over here waiting for season three of you. And it uh, I don't know if it's going to happen. But COVID also had something to do with that. But uh, yeah, I, I can't say much about it because I haven't seen it. But uh, I'm excited to see it. And uh, I'm going to go do that. Yeah, and from what I understand, it's the same team that that's doing He Man. Oh, the same animation team. Yep, that that's what they said early on that it was the Castlevania guys doing that. The animation in Castlevania is good. Yeah, like it, it's quick, it's clean, it it is, it's not lazy at all. Like it, it's not at all like the original He Man animation. <laughs> <laughs> so if they're doing that, uh, that's that's a good sign because Castlevania looks lovely. Yeah, I I would like to go and watch season two. I don't feel like season like I don't feel like season one is so blurry in my head that I would need to rewatch it to uh, to see the new one. Like I remember how it ended, and I remember a lot of key points. Like as long as there's no like character specific like conversations they had in uh, in season one that you know are coming back to to uh, to play in season two, then I don't. Mm. Well, and I, and I think they're setting season four up to be, I mean, it's a finale. So, I mean, I, I think they're giving you all the stuff you wanted because like, I think you saw the end of season one was kind of like when they were getting into stuff that looked really familiar. And then the beginning of season two, they kind of, it went through that fairly quickly, but I think it was setting it up for what's about to happen in season four. And, uh, uh so I'm hoping it, it delivers. And, uh, from what I've heard, it sounds like it did at least the, I haven't heard anyone say like, fuck this. It was awful. So, I imagine I will see a Belmont kill a Dracula. <laughs> yes. And that's what I really want. <laughs> I mean, that's, that is the series, isn't it? Uh, well, you know, speaking of, uh, of Netflix series that have nebulous uh, drop dates, I'm not even sure if there is a drop date for this yet, but the Stranger Things Season 4 teaser trailer came out. <laughs> I don't care. It, uh, it was not very exciting. I, I don't know. Like, it, it it's... Uh, Going back to the to the old days, or at least in this trailer, it's taking you back to when Matthew Modine's character in the first one, you know, like Papa with the white hair, when he was, you know, at the facility with all the numbered children that they're doing experiments with. And it was it was a big nothing burger trailer. It you know, it was just like, ooh, ooh, look, going back to the origins. I don't know. I'd I'm excited for season four to come out because I really, really, really love that show. Uh, but I really, really loved the first season and the second season was kind of meh. Yeah. And the third season was slightly less meh. Uh, I don't know if that's a resounding, you know, endorsement on my part though. Yeah. Season one, great. Season two stunk. 
season three I really liked. So that they they got me back with season three, but season two was hard to get through. Se- season three had the feel again. Yeah, that uh, the second season didn't, but it also had some stuff that just didn't need to be like Eleven's whole weird journey thing, like with the other people. And- oh yeah, whatever that was, like episode seven. That was a that was a completely pointless episode yeah it had absolutely no bearing on anything and and they're kind of like little bits of it spattered elsewhere in the series and it's like what the fuck are you guys doing why yeah. who cares um which i mean i don't know maybe it's realistic storytelling not everything that happens to you matters but uh, no one's making a movie about it <laughs> i think they were they were trying to get more millie bobby brown in there because i think in the first season she was clearly like a standout and like an anomaly like what in the world is this little buzzed head girl but I think the the boys also were such a huge um, uh, draw for the series that maybe they're like, oh, no, like we need to give Eleven something more to do about her, you know, with her unique background. Because all the boys are just kind of like, we're just boys. Yeah, they could have made boys it. boys in the 80s. They could have made it plot relevant, though, <laughs> yeah, for yeah. fuck's sake. <laughs> but I mean, I guess maybe that's maybe that's her shtick. That and uh, Godzilla versus Kong. Let's just put Millie Bobby Brown in a front seat uh, where she doesn't matter. Yeah. At all. <laughs> yeah. I never saw that in Ola Holmes, but I imagine she's more uh, integral to the plot. Yeah, her name's, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. She's the main character. It's just so all I'm, about Henry Cavill's uh, Sherlock. <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch it, I guess. I'll, yeah. But I'm not going to be, ex- you know, like I'm not going to like watch it when it first comes out. Like I'll get around to watching it. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I, I know Angelina's super stoked. She wants to go through the series again. Because I, I don't even think I care about spoilers, really. Like, I'll, I'll no, I'm not going to seek them out, but uh, I, it seems like they, the, at the end of the last season, they kind of, you know, when they teased that, uh, what, Hopper mm-hmm. is still, like, you know, I guess he's alive and in Russia or some shit. Yeah. I don't know, just kind of lessen the stakes. They, they took, like, a cool concept, and now they're just dragging it way the fuck out. Like, because season three... Uh, season one had a satisfying ending mm-hmm. where it seemed like everything was pretty well wrapped up. They did that weird little slug thing at the end. Season two was kind of like filler. Season three also had a pretty satisfying and seemingly complete ending. And then they tacked on the, you know, MCU post credit. You know, what if we want to make more money Yeah, at the end? And uh, they, they kind of just lost me there. Yeah, and I did feel that at the end of season three, where I was like, if if this was going to be the end of everything, it felt satisfying. Yeah, because like Hopper sacrificed himself, fucking sa- help save the day. Let the man be dead. Yeah, the fact that that Hopper was, I mean, like you know, they were talking about the American, but they didn't show him then. But then their first little tiny teaser, like probably a year ago, him in now, like a work camp or some shit. Yeah, like working on a railroad in Siberia, and it's like. I'm not, that That doesn't excite me. Really? That's going to be your trailer? Yeah, what, are we going to have like a Siberian gulag break? Like, who gives a shit? Yeah, probably. I mean, he's never been super competent. He's like, he's always been like, had his heart in about the right place, but he kind of fucks everything up. He's kind of the, you know, he's kind of the everyman yeah. character. And uh, he ends up sacrificing himself in the end and proving his worth. And, yeah, beating that Terminator really guy. Do, doing the right thing. And that's great. And then, uh, then they cheapen that. Yeah. And I was like, eh. Whatever. You guys are doing this, not because you had a cool story to tell, but because you want more money. Yeah. And uh, that just doesn't, it doesn't excite me. Doesn't mean they can't do it well. Yeah. Uh, I guess, speaking of Netflix. Woo! I started watching uh, Jupiter's Legacy. Oh, shit. I still haven't seen that. Uh, I guess it's a bit telling that this is not my recommendation. 
Oh but, yeah. But it's not bad, but it is, uh, it's not fast. Like, I'm not really sure. Like I can kind of see where they're going to a degree, mm-hmm. but I don't know why. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I mean, that's actually really intriguing. Yeah. So like, like I mean, they're doing something like I, I can see what they're doing with it kind of, but I'm not really sure like what the story is yet. And I'm maybe like six episodes in. Oh, wow. Oh, so the whole thing dropped. I got so used to like the Disney Plus. No, I think they dropped the whole thing. Yeah. 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 Because Netflix is still dropping series. Yeah. Whereas Amazon and Disney Plus and maybe HBO. No, I don't know about HBO Max, but yeah, they're doing the weekly thing. Yeah. Netflix, I think, is still secure at the top as the default service. Yeah. So they're comfortable doing that and not worrying about people binge dropping. Uh, But yeah, I mean, it's it's good. It's it's got like two distinct storylines going through it. And um Neither of them move quickly at all, which they're both fairly entertaining to watch. It's not a bad thing, but. Yeah, that was something I just thought of. Like, uh, I mean, I don't think this is in spoiler territory because I've only got experience with the uh, with the comic book. Um, but I be- if unless I'm remembering incorrectly, like they they had a modern story with like the children of the superheroes, but also a, a, uh, a flashback story basically yep. to, to when those characters were younger. That's pretty much what it is. And okay. it's, you know, and it seems like the flashback is like a, you know, it's, it's kind of the origin ish story. And then the, then you're figuring out what's going on with their kids now. And, uh, like I said, it's interesting enough, but it, it, it's not super gripping and it's, it's fairly, you know, it's, it's, got a very dramatic pacing. It's not action-packed, though it does have a little bit of action here, but it's very much a drama more than, oh, okay. more than like a superhero action show. Yeah, because the, the the only sort of review I've seen was just a headline that keeps popping up on a, on like a suggested video on YouTube where it was like, did Jupiter's legacy live up to the hype? And I'm like, oh, well, if you got to ask that question, then it's definitely not just like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's uh, like, I never read the the book, so I don't, know how it compares to that but uh I don't, i'll let you know if it's worth watching when i'm done with it because uh the jury is out i will probably end up watching an episode maybe tonight depending on what angelina's feeling i think the costumes looked really good so, yeah. so oh, like, it looks great yeah there, there have been a few things that you know i kind of questioned whether or not they needed to be there or as long as they were like i said the pacing it's just very slow uh, okay but I, it's not going for superhero action. It's not the boys show. Yeah, it's going for a story that they're trying to tell, which is cool. It's it's its own thing. And like I said, I'm I am enjoying it. I'm going to keep watching it. Yeah. But uh, if it doesn't pay off in the end, I might be disappointed. Uh, okay. Well, speaking of streaming uh, superhero shows, I just figured I'd do a, since I mentioned it a couple times. I figured I'd do a little a little wrap up, a little post mortem on uh, Invincible. I finished that. And you still haven't watched any of it, have you? I have not. Get your fucking ass in gear and watch it, because it's good. I would have rather watched that than Jupiter's Legacy, honestly. But uh, I was watching it with my wife, and she you know, has an aversion to anything animated, because she's a poo-poo head. Yeah. <laughs> Sums it up nicely. Um, yeah, no, it, it is totally worth it. I really enjoyed it. Um, I am very much so looking forward to seasons two and three. It'll be good to see the main character of Mark or Invincible um, grow up a bit. You know, this this was very much his his origin and his, you know, first 
huge battle. He's got a lot. He's got a lot of things he learns along the way in battles and stuff. But this was a very big battle for him. And you know, like it's 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 something to where at the end of season one, like you you know when you come into season two, it's going to be a different character. Like he's okay, he's good. going to have some some experience to pull on. That's how you do a character arc. Yeah, that's nice. If you get to the end and it's nothing's changed, uh, you're probably doing something wrong. Yeah, it's it's on my watch list still, as are a number of things. Uh, I need to, like, break a leg or something so I can catch up on all this shit I'm supposed to watch. Yeah, man, you've got a ladder. <laughs> Go climb up and, yeah, and just fall drop off down. a roof somewhere. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, stepping away from Netflix, I think. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that was Amazon anyway. Oh, that was. You're right. I did not watch it, but I, I wanted to kind of bring up this new, uh, I don't know if it's a trend now, but this is the second time I've seen it, is the weird first 15 minutes of the movie trailer. Mortal Kombat did it. Yeah. And now Army of the Dead did it as well. And I didn't watch either of them because part of my brain's like, I don't want to watch the first 15 of minutes of a movie. Yeah. Uh, like, is that, uh, it, like 15 minutes to me seems like too much. And then is it spoilery? But then I thought about it and I'm like, well, it's the beginning of the movie. It's not going to spoil anything that wouldn't be in the first 15 minutes of the movie anyway. Yeah. And my, my question essentially is, if this becomes a trend, is that a, is that a good thing? Because I'm, I, my thoughts on it, it's like, well, I can kind of understand it because you, you, you put it out there for free. People can watch 15 minutes. If the first 15 minutes grips you, then you might go watch the rest of the movie. Yeah. And they don't really lose anything. My fear, though, is uh, the only experience I have with this is Mortal Kombat. Because I obviously haven't seen Army of the Dead yet. Mm -hmm. And the first 15 minutes of that movie were probably better than the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the first really like good. eight minutes was <laughs> yeah. the best of the entire movie. Yeah. So, uh, hmm. Like right now they put all the good shit in the trailer. And which it, sometimes the trailer spoils shit that you yeah. don't want it to spoil. So for first 15 minutes shouldn't do that. But are they going to start like front loading and making awesome 15 minute intros? followed by an hour of mediocre movie. Yeah, I mean it seems like this is essentially doing the job that the trailer is supposed to do in the first place, which is get you hyped and get you, you know, from I don't know, should I see this movie to like, oh, I should see this movie. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't know if if they're going to if they're going to lose more people from a shitty opening, you know, where somebody's taking the chance for free uh, versus you know, the, the people who, who, uh, would have just taken the chance anyway, like, is the increase going to be great enough? Um, oh, geez. I don't know. I, I have no interest in watching like a first 15 minutes. Like if I'm going to commit myself to a movie, I'll, I'll prepare myself to watch a fucking movie. I'm, I'm not going to like turn on a movie and if the first 15 minutes suck, turn it off. You know? Oh, and there's a lot of really good movies where not a lot happens in the first 15 minutes. Like action movies, I get like, you want to grip somebody, you know, you got like a Bond movie, you know, it's mm -hmm. got a cool cold open and then it starts getting into the story. Like the first 15 minutes of a Bond movie would be pretty good because they usually have a, a, a good action set piece that doesn't really have it to do with the plot and yep. then a, a little bit of a taste to what, what you're going to be dealing with. And then it cut off, right, as you got interested. But stuff like, pan's labyrinth yeah or uh, superman the movie yeah yeah stuff that kind of starts a little slow and builds up to something i i don't think it'd work well for that at all obviously yeah. but you wouldn't get anything out of the movie like you, there'd be zero spoilers but yeah, yeah you might be like i don't know what the fuck's going on here i don't care yeah it's so weird to me 
It's it's like the like what what has happened to the whole structure of the trailer than the movie because now they've got like teaser trailers for a trailer uh you know they call full trailers teasers now and then full tra- like the ones they're calling full trailers are like movie spoilers yeah you know, they give you everything that that's that's in the fucking movie i don't know man I, I think it's i think it's probably modern culture wanting to like like you can't just say like hey here's the trailer movie comes out in three months yeah. Like you need to keep giving like putting shit in front of people's faces over and over and over again. Otherwise they'll forget about it because it's such a saturated media landscape. And and I think Army of the Dead comes out like imminently. Like with Mortal Kombat, they they put out like the first 15 minutes like a couple days before it came out. Yeah. So you if it got your interest, you could do something about it pretty much immediately. I think Army of the Dead's out. I don't know for certain, but for, for some reason, I feel like it they is. They might have even put it out at the same time then, like the day before, the night before, or the day of, and said like, hey, you got 15 minutes, right? Yeah. Put Facebook down, watch the beginning of my movie. Yeah, you don't uh, have HBO it. Max? Well, see if you like this and see if you want to come pay for a month of HBO Max to get this and all the great stuff we offer. Yeah. I mean, uh, Wonder Woman 1984 brought me into HBO Max, and I, I haven't gotten rid of it yet because it's it's a great streaming service. I have not canceled it either. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's got a lot of shit on there. I haven't watched hardly any of it because that's what I do. But there's enough of it on there that looks interesting yeah. <laughs> that I haven't stopped paying for it. I'm on. I finally made it up to season nine of Curb Your Enthusiasm, and that's the one I never saw. The one after like their five year break. And uh, oh, yeah, it's, it's good. It's good so far. Yes. A lot of the times when you come back, they're not. Yeah. So that's good to know. Well, speaking of trailers, uh, we finally got the trailer for Venom, Let There Be Carnage, the uh, the Venom sequel starring Tom Hardy and Michelle Williams and uh, Mr. Woody Harrelson coming on as uh, Cletus Cassidy slash Carnage. Um, what did you think of the trailer? It was a bit goofy. But yes. That's kind of the fucking landscape of superhero movies right now and i don't know if i like it in fact i know i don't like it yeah it, it reminded me of what you were saying about the uh the stay puff marshmallow yeah. trailer where the symbiote is uh apparently the comic relief now and i i would have never thought of thought to make the symbiote the comic relief yeah ev- ever um that doesn't mean it's wrong it's just it's just a surprising decision for me that kind of threw me off a bit uh but also, uh, I fucking, like, I loved Carnage when I was a kid. Oh, yeah? And uh, he, I mean, he was like the crazy, murderous, psycho Venom that I wanted Venom to be. Yeah, we were, <laughs> we were at the right age for the whole Maximum oh, Carnage thing. Absolutely. Like, we were the target audience. Yeah. And uh, Woody Harrelson is an intriguing choice. Uh, he didn't look nearly as old as I thought he should. <laughs> so I don't know if they de-aged him. He's got good plastic if, surgery. Uh, yeah, he's, he's just been taking care of himself or what. But uh, he plays crazy pretty well. Yeah, I'm, I I think my fear of, if anything, with uh, with Woody Harrelson is that he hams it up too much, a little too much. Yeah. Like, that, he can get hammy. But again, like, I mean, all, all things fair, I never saw the first Venom. Yeah, me neither. Oh, okay. It looked stupid, and uh, yeah. I didn't hear good things about it, never saw it, so... It made good money, but I, I just... I don't know. Venom's one of those characters like like Wolverine or Gambit or some shit where, like, I just felt like he was a little bit overblown. You know, like, like I, I wasn't as interested as everybody else was, and same thing with Carnage. I can see you feeling that they were a bit oversaturated, because they were... Everywhere. Yeah. 
And I imagine at conventions you've been asked to draw a lot of venoms. I'm drawing a few venoms, yeah. <laughs> um, pe- people that are into venom are fucking into venom. I should do a venom little beefy if I want to oh, sell. Yeah, you should. Yeah. Conventions are going to start up soon. Stockton Con's happening in September. Woo! Yeah. Um, in fact, I think that was my last show before, you know, before everything shut down. So I think that would be appropriate if it was my first show back. Um, but I mean, to be honest with this Venom trailer, I think it looks dumb. I think, like you said, it looks goofy. I think Tom Hardy, when he's not in the middle of doing something very serious, he, I, I don't take him seriously. He just seems like a small man with a weirdly high voice. And he looks bored throughout the whole trailer. He looked just really uninterested in what he was doing and i don't know maybe that was the point like he's kind of like over this whole symbiote thing and it's like it's making him breakfast and he's like well i don't want to eat 10 waffles yeah yeah ketchup ew yeah it just looked hokey as shit and yeah i i I won't see this the things that could maybe bring me to watch it would be uh if it ends up being rated r and uh, carnage is doing you know Living up to his name, let's say. Doing things that Marvel would never uh, try to yeah. tack their name like they show, onto. Like, like in the trailer, they show him like about to eat people and do shit. Like if he's like biting people in half and just like fucking wrecking shop, that might be interesting. Yeah. But uh, that ain't going to happen. When you take that away and he's just like, you know, if you take the threat out of Carnage and the Carnage out of Carnage, uh, I'm not sure that that's a... a you know, that's not really what I'm looking for. Yeah, and what's the point? If you put the joke in Venom and take the carnage out of carnage, uh, I'm not sure what's left. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. And, th- and then they can have a guest star where it's Punisher who uses, like, tranquilizer darts. <laughs> he's, he's an S&M dominatrix or something. <laughs> the ass Punisher. <laughs> so, another trailer that I saw that um, I knew nothing about, but... Uh, intrigued the shit out of me was was for the green knight have you have you seen that i did not see it i saw that it existed and i i had no idea what i was looking at and i didn't actually click on it yeah i don't know why i clicked on it like it had kind of like this weird like masky looking face thing and i was like oh, okay like it came up like three times when i was on youtube I was like, all right fucking what oh, i'll check it out mm-hmm. uh it looks interesting as fuck i'm not really sure what it's it's it's, I mean, it's about a knight that has some weird dude like come into the king's court and like challenge him and he cuts the dude's head off and he's like, fuck you, I'll be back in a year to fuck you up. And then he walks out and then he's got to go on like some fantastic journey. It's got like giants and fuck. So it looks like it's a fantasy thing, but it, it doesn't seem like it's, it's not like Tolkien high fantasy kind of stuff. Like it's, I don't know, it had a weird mysterious feel to it. I'm not really sure. I wasn't sure where it was going or what it was doing, but I wanted to know more. See, that sounds like a good trailer. I, yeah, I, I do want to watch it because when I when I saw the title, The Green Knight, um, I thought of uh, the comic book Once in Future, where where they they weave in a lot of like folklore and fantasy. And in one of the most recent issues, like there was a Green Knight that that came to challenge them, and I can't remember what exactly happened in the comic book, but I was I was curious if it if it had to do with the same thing because it ends with. You know, they don't die, but they have, but they have one year and then the green knight's going to come back and challenge them again. Oh, really? Yeah. So, so it is actual, like, I, I think it, it would have, it would have to be like British folklore, I imagine. Cause it, it, se- seemed, it seems like that, like that's, uh, that's what once in future. It was definitely uses. European like, at the beginning of it. It was, it was David Lowry's green knight. So I'm assuming it's based on a book. 
or let's see. Unless that's the filmmaker. It, it is the filmmaker. So maybe he just likes, to, oh, he's got, he's got the kind of mustache that makes me believe he likes to put his name in front of a title. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Okay. It's based on the poem of Sir Gawain and the Green Knight, which is apparently a 14th century Middle English chivalric romance. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, that sounds cool as fuck. I, I, it intrigued me and, uh, and I will be keeping an eye on it. Yeah, I'll watch that trailer. Um, well, one more trailer to talk about. Okay, so like half this, the, my time watching this, I thought it could be a joke, but I don't believe it to be um, because I saw it's coming to Hulu. Uh, the Modoc trailer. Uh, you, you mentioned this to me and I couldn't remember what it was you mentioned to me. So I didn't watch it, but I, I want to watch it so bad. Yeah. Should I watch it right now? Would it make this conversation more interesting? Uh, oh, I don't know. Yes. I don't know. I want to watch it again. All right. So you've now watched the trailer and we're back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, holy shit. That is, uh, that is interesting. It looks so good. And it's on Hulu, which, you know, means they've got a little bit more leeway maybe. Well, yeah. The trailer says shit. Yeah. Yeah. They're like blowing people's arms off. Oh yeah. I am so in on this series, like Patton Oswalt as Modoc, the way they're, it, it's either full stop motion or a CGI, yeah, like faux stop motion. Yeah. That, that's meant to look stop motion. Um, yeah, it's like quite a bit classier than like robot chicken, but with a very similar feel. Yeah. Yeah. Like not like cardboarded on or like, you know, papered on mouths. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. Like, yeah. All the, all the facial expressions and everything are actually. Um, yeah, they're not pasted on. I would presume it's, it's gotta be done with a computer. Is anyone other than like the people that do Wallace and Gromit and even them, I don't think they're even doing <laughs> a Modoc comedy show. Yeah. That's, you know, seemingly R rated. Yeah. And the jokes were funny. You're going to have, uh, it showed wonder, wonder man and iron man in the trailers, which I'm almost certain iron man was John Hamm. Awesome. And if, if I had to guess at Wonder Man, it sounded a lot to me like a Nathan, Nathan Fillion. Oh, no but, shit. But, I, but I'm less yeah. confident about that. With that John Hamm, Iron Man, like I'd, I'd be surprised if I was wrong. It was very John Hammy. Um, but no, yeah, I, I'm very much looking forward to that series. Well, and that's the kind of series where they could pull in some big names for like one episode cameos. Because literally all you got to do is show up and like record some lines yeah. in a day. Like that's a very low impact high result format, <laughs> yeah, which is what I hear voice acting is in general. I wish I would have tried to get into that. It's never too late. It's true. I mean, you've got the equipment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that was the most, uh, the most intimidating part of it back in the day when I was looking into it like 15 years ago, um, what it was, or maybe not that long, maybe a decade ago was yeah. All the, all the cost of equipment and having to produce it on your own. It's like, well, I've, I've got, I've got the equipment and a reasonable amount of experience now. So, so if anyone out there is looking for a voice actor, John Williams is available. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll do it cheap to start with free. Even fuck you. <laughs> I don't have enough time in my, in my life anymore. Uh, no. Uh, yeah. I don't have Hulu, but, uh, you know, story of my life. I'll find, <laughs> yeah. I'll find a way to watch it. Yeah. Um, I think that does it for, any notes I have. Oh, wait, no, I guess I do have one thing, but I'll use it as my recommendation. So, I, I mean, I've got some science-y stuff that I've found that I thought was kind of interesting. Um, That's I good. Guess, I could use a nap. 
Speaking of uh, a uh, modified brain that could eventually destroy the world? (laughs) I suppose. A, A paralyzed man named Nathan Copeland has challenged Pager the Monkey to a game of mind pong. Okay. I don't know if you remember Page of the Monkey. He was the uh, the Neuralink monkey where they, oh, okay. they put out a video of him playing Pong with his brain. Oh, no. Yeah, he's sitting there slurping on a banana smoothie and playing Pong with his mind. A monkey? Yeah, a monkey. Yep. Wow. I think it's a rhesus monkey, but I'm not entirely certain about that. Wow. And anyway, uh, there was a, a dude named Nathan Copeland that was like paralyzed in a car accident, and he got a different brain implant a while ago, and he plays video games with his mind now. And... Uh, he was like, I think I could beat that monkey. So he publicly challenged the monkey to a game of mind pong. And uh, I'm eagerly awaiting Elon Musk's response. I, uh, that guy's fucking wacky. I wouldn't be surprised if he fucking takes him up on it. That's a great PR stunt you could do. Have, you know, paralyzed man versus monkey in game of mind pong. Yeah, because you're, you're, uh, if you're Elon Musk, your main stake in that is that my monkey can compete in the game of pong using his brain. Even if he loses. Yeah. And if he wins... Even better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's got nothing to lose. Yeah, it's like, well, if, if he loses, then it's like, well, he sucks at Pong, but he still did it. He's a fucking monkey. Yeah. <laughs> you know, ma- man beats monkey. Not surprising. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah, so uh, that's something to look forward to. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you don't got anything else, uh, something not to look forward to. NASA ran a, like a big emergency drill, essentially, where they simulated a hundred meter asteroid on a collision course with earth, which that's a decent sized asteroid. I mean, a hundred meters isn't, I mean, it's like a football field, a mm-hmm. little, little bit bigger than a football field, uh, except like all the way around a 3d football field. Okay. And, uh, basically, you know, got a team of scientists together, kind of like fed them data as to like what they would like. They ran a simulation of what it would be and then fed them the data that they would have had at the time as it was approaching. And, uh, they gave them a week to kind of, you know, say, hey, this thing's a week out. What can you do? Uh, they, you know, they figured everything out. Got They were able to figure out where it was going to land and how hard it was going to hit. Uh, Based on how you started this, I don't see it no. going well. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, the, the conclusion of the entire drill was, oh, yeah, we're fucked. We've got literally nothing we could do to stop this thing. And uh, basically, like in the, in the simulation, it like hit, you know, south of Prague and, and wiped out pretty much all of eastern europe okay so as long as it doesn't hit america we're okay yeah we're okay yes. yeah okay uh hopefully it hits the ocean somewhere yeah they they were just like no like uh, like you know we like we tried the armageddon thing it didn't work <laughs> like the, this thing's it's going super fast and if you blow it up it's just going to be a whole bunch of also catastrophic but smaller explosions all over a much larger area to like they they thought like okay well we could blast it with like a nuke next to it and like push it gently away yeah that's what i was thinking like something that could blast it in a different direction the problem is it's going like i can't remember what the number is like something insane like seventy two thousand miles an hour and you're gonna have a rocket going at it at, you know in the opposite direction towards it about the same time it's like the the precision of timing that you'd have to get to have to hit the window where it would move it away and not do something worse is like a thousandth of a second and uh, we, we just don't have anything to accurately yeah. enough to do that right now. Well, work it out, scientists. And the, the bigger problem was we didn't have any resources on the ground. Like, it takes longer to get a rocket together to shoot something up there than a week. Like, it takes a month to prep a mission like that. And so, like, the, like their, their recommendation was, 
have something on standby? Yeah. Spend a billion dollars on preventative maintenance? We haven't been good at that before. Have have that technology that's uh that you know Bob Lazar was talking about over at uh the the S4 site in uh yeah. Area 51 and uh you know just work on that shit. Let's get let's get some alien technology up there. You know, maybe there have been asteroids that were going to wipe us out and aliens went ahead and took care of it for us. Yeah, because we're their grand experiment. Sorry, man, I, I went down a big rabbit hole this last week with Joe Rogan experience, man. Just watching all oh, the, watching that stuff with Bob Lazar. Bob Lazar. I mean, I'd, I'd seen I'd seen all the Bob Lazar stuff before, but then there was an episode with that Jeremy guy who who did the documentary, and then um, who's it? George Knapp, who, who was like the the reporter, the reporter who's guy, done. Yeah, yeah. You know, like it's man, I fucking love that stuff. The Joe Rogan episode is so much better than that doc. That documentary is unwatchable. Yeah. I got like 30 minutes into it and I was like, nope. Yeah. Yeah. It's rough. But uh, I was able to listen to a whole episode of Joe Rogan about it. Yeah. And, and was interested the whole time and wanted to go watch that documentary. Yeah. Bad decision. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess the, the bright side of this is uh, if we're all going to be wiped out by an asteroid, at least we'll know about it. Yeah, yeah. I think they've got, you know, unless it's flying from the sun and we don't even see it coming. But they they were really accurate. Like, if so, if one's coming, they'll be like, all right, New York, you got a week to get the fuck out of there because uh, we can't do anything about this. So, what would you do? You know, Leave? if, if, if well, no, if, if like if somebody said, hey, in seven days, an asteroid's going to hit Sacramento, like, like, I'd fucking leave. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I'm going to ride out an asteroid. This isn't like a hurricane. <laughs> no, I mean... It, <laughs> I mean, it could not hit there, but, you know, at least your chances are better literally anywhere else. Yeah. I mean, I think it was something like, you know, a hundred megaton explosion, essentially. I mean, like a giant nuclear bomb going off, except no fallout. So that's good. You know, like no... No radiation. Radioactive yeah. fallout. That's wild, man, because it would be... Oh boy, it would be it would be crowded <laughs> getting out oh, of town there. It'd be a fucking shit show. That's, yeah. yeah, it would. I would really wish I knew somebody with a helicopter right then, yeah, or a boat. Yeah, into the river and just hey, fuck off. I think I think Ed's got two boats. We'll 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 uh, take one from him. You can't save both your boats, Ed. Yeah, we'll take one. So yeah, hopefully that doesn't happen. Yeah, statistically, it will at some point. Yeah. Not not necessarily within like five years, but five million. Yeah, the dinosaurs didn't even have a warning. So, see, and I wouldn't mind that either. If all of a sudden, just just one afternoon, it just landed right on me. Okay, at, le at least I'm gone quick. You know, like I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to be like, you know, whatever thirty miles away and just be like suffering from from consequences of that. You know, like I. I I either want to be far away or gone. Something that size is going to affect the whole world at least a little bit. Yeah. Like you know, global, I mean, it might help with global warming. Temperatures would drop as all the dust and ash and shit That's flew true. into the uh, atmosphere. Might start another ice age. Though. Yeah. Then we'll have to start driving our cars even more. <laughs> I don't think that's the solution. <laughs> oh, get those wind turbines going. Just blow that stuff out of here. Right? Yeah, fucking chop those things down, man. Get out the coal again. <laughs> Warm this bitch up. Oh, man. Oh, hey, Ben. Do I sound different to you? Yeah, you do. You look different, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, we are, uh, we are interrupting our own program right now with a little, uh, little pickup on the show because we recorded this uh shit was it yes yeah it was yesterday yesterday afternoon yeah uh, on old old sunday and then holy crap 
if uh, if I didn't get home last night and then check this morning and a bunch of crap just popped up that we figured we need to do a pickup on, you know, some stuff that I don't want to wait two weeks to talk about or not talk about at all. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the first thing I found that that was, uh, you know, man, I was so bummed. What, what, was it this morning when I saw it? I think it was. Um, there, there apparently is a vigilante in uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, named Shadow Vision, who's vowing to take down an Arkansas serial killer. Yeah, he is apparently a uh, a stabber. What do they call him? Like the Little Rock Stabber or something like that. It's not a very creative name. I mean, like if he's gonna have <laughs> if he's gonna have a masked vigilante going against him, he needs a proper rogues gallery name. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's wild, you know. Shadow Vision. Uh, it, apparently they were saying he comes from Scotland. Uh, let me I think. see if I Scotland. Okay, I couldn't remember if it was Ireland or Scotland. And um, he posted on his uh on his Facebook page, announcing his mission, saying, "I know that the serial stabber is keeping an eye on my page here, so this is a threat to you. When I find you, I will show you what I do to serial killers. I am hunting you right now." And this dude looks the fucking part i love it he's got a fucking costume with like a fucking mask it's like he's all in black he's got like little body armor sections he's got like uh he's got like two batons on his back yeah he's got handcuffs and yeah, it's shit. like a cat like he's got little ears and then and like a mesh face so that you can't really see him very well yeah and in all the pictures they've got on this uh this article that's on the chive um that's the one that i found he he appears to have a variety of different masks but uh, yeah, apparently he's going around in uh in like steel plated armor, or, or at least a a steel helmet, and um, he claims to have already stopped two armed robberies and quote exterminated unquote two murderers. <laughs> yeah, so I, I I like was that in Scotland because like he mentioned like he came to Arkansas for this. He was like you know wherever there's injustice and people need my help, I'll go. Like, fuck, yeah. Awesome. Some rich Scottish yeah. dude playing Batman. And uh, fuck yeah, I'm down for it. Why not? Hopefully next uh, debrief, we don't hear about him getting, you know, stabbed to death. Uh, yeah, by, no shit. By Stabmaster, his arch nemesis. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and I found it. It's it's the Little Rock Slasher, which is oh, that's, better. That is better. That is definitely better. Yeah. That's fucking wild. Like, I, <laughs> I'm so stoked that there's a Scottish vigilante running around Little Rock, Arkansas. And he's, like, taking pictures with people. Like, people aren't, like, you know, freaking out and uh, running him out of town. Well, I mean, like, everybody's used to, you know, people wearing masks now. So, why not? <laughs> no shit. They're like, it's weird I can't see your eyes, but that's the only weird thing. Yeah. <laughs> can't see the top of your head. Hmm. Oh, man. But, I mean, if if there's somebody crazy enough to do this, it would also be a great cover for somebody who is going around stabbing people. Yeah, right. He flies be, in, uh, starts stabbing some people, and be like, I'm here to find the guy that's stabbing people. And then, like, three yeah. weeks, he's like, all right, guys. I took care of him. Don't worry about it. And he moves on. <laughs> yeah. You, you won't see him again. <laughs> you, you, you don't know, but I do something real special to serial killers. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, shit. But I'm glad, I'm glad that exists. Cause I know there, there have been little like vigilantes that run around towns here. And I, I know they've done a couple like TV shows on it or something, but it's always just sort of like a, 
kind of a joke thing. You know, like nobody's actually stopping crime and nobody's condoning that activity. Yeah, I saw a pic of him like shaking hands or like standing next to a cop. Yeah. You know, he's uh, he's got his own Commissioner Gordon already. <laughs> oh, it kind of makes me hope uh, we get a serial stabber around here. <laughs> oh, jeez. At least in Sacramento. Close enough proximity. But, yeah, close yeah, enough. Let's get, let's get Shadow Vision it. to town. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, shadow vision and one of these pics where he's wearing like a like a waistband that has like a yin yang on it yeah it's pretty good <laughs> so I, I i guess on the um you know on the on the path of people who might be crazy but turns out they're not me yeah congratulations in our last episode, I was talking about a clue game with Nerf guns and uh, and thought I may be losing my mind. But uh, our excellent uh, listener, uh, SNES's Life, uh, found it. It is called Clue Elimination. And uh, it was made in conjunction with Nerf. So they are, in fact, Nerf guns. Yeah, those are definitely the Nerf guns that, that you can get at Walmart for like uh, for like four bucks. I have a, a handful of them. Yeah. You know, yeah. Where they just little single shot ones. Yeah, they're great to have on you. Yeah, nice Nerf little War. dart sidearms. Mm-hmm. Apparently it came out in 2012, so it's it's newer than I th- thought I remembered it. I, I have no idea how you play it still, but uh, it looks dumb. And uh, I'm glad I'm not insane, but I, I'm a little sad that this is a thing that was actually real. It, it, yeah, it's we should just get a one. Dumb idea, you know. And it's funny. Uh, where was I? I was at uh, I was at the used bookstore the day after we recorded our clue episode. Or no, not the day after, but uh, you know, after we had released our clue episode, and they had a copy of Clue: The Great Museum Caper, a uh, 3D art theft mystery in the classic Clue tradition. And uh, I did not buy it. Interesting. I did not feel like spending twenty bucks on it, but it was neat. There's all sorts of Clue stuff out there that. That, you know, it being fairly, I mean, not last minute, but not the first minute uh, for planning that episode. You know, there's a couple things that, you know, we may have to do a follow up sometime, maybe in a board games episode or something or a murder mystery episode. Yeah. And for what I'm looking at here, it looks like this is this might be even a stupider idea. It was four Nerf guns. I can't even tell if there was actually a board game associated with it or if it was more like clue themed Nerf things. Except they used unique darts that were only usable in these guns and not interchangeable with other Nerf guns. And they whistled and had a Nerf question Nerf would mark. do that. Yeah. Fucking assholes. Yeah. Like, that's that's just a dick move. And and from what, I, from what I'm looking at the packaging, it looks like each of them came with two darts. So you got four guns, eight darts, and uh, and a big bag of disappointment that you bought spent $30 yeah, on yeah. this thing. What is it? Four guns, eight darts, and three minutes of fun. Yeah, a lifetime of regret. <laughs> um, and then the other thing that uh, that happened just today, and like I think this sealed it though, that we had uh, that we had to do a pickup is the uh, the big offloading uh, by AT and T of Warner Brothers. Um, AT and T, who bought Warner Warner Media, um, let's see what twenty sixteen, I believe. Um, they yeah. You know, it's it's been a tumultuous uh, few years with uh, with layoffs and restructuring and um, the botched HBO Max um, venture. I don't know, because it's a great streaming service, but boy, did it. Yeah, we had a rough rollout. Yes. Yeah. I don't know why I'm having so much trouble with words. I'm tired. 
Who would have thought that a telecommunications company wouldn't be the uh, best choice to run a multimedia empire? Yeah, no shit. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, it's all just corporations. We 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 can do this thing, so let's do this thing. You know, I don't know. But it, it appears like they have sold Warner Media to uh, the Discovery Network that's uh, responsible for you know, a lot of uh, unscripted shows, uh, Food Network, uh, friggin' uh, HGTV is a part of them. Uh, but they they were they sold them for uh, cash and stocks equaling up to forty three billion dollars. Yeah, which is I, I'm I mean I guess the I, most of that money I think is stock in the new company because I'd be surprised if Discovery was rolling around with forty three billion in in cash in their pockets because from what I understand it the you know, if you held AT&T stock, you now will get uh, a 71%, you know, the AT&T stockholders will get a 71% share in the new company, whatever it happened, ends up being called. Yeah, I, I watched a, I watched a video with all the all the ins and outs, um, clarifying all this stuff. So yeah, it's it's the the AT&T stockholders that are going over there will make up 71% uh, a 71% share of the new company they're creating. So Discovery is going to be taking Warner Media and combining with Discovery and creating a new company with all of the assets combined. Um, it, so the Discovery shareholders will be 39% of of that new company. Yeah, and so then so but my my guess is that that 43 billion is is the is the, you know, new stock the 71% ownership is that part of that that ain't he's receiving or are they receiving that in uh in cash yeah from what i understand uh the 71 percent is not at&t as a company as just all. shareholders like that, that yep the shareholders transferring over to there so i'm not sure how they're doing the the money for it but um that's a that's a big buy for Discovery. I didn't realize that they had that kind of power to just swoop up and buy fucking Warner Brothers. Like Warner Brothers yeah, is, not, no is not a small operation. They've got a lot of stuff under their belt now. Yeah, and uh AT&T from the sounds of it, they just wanted to get out of that fucking game because apparently they bought Warner Media, you know, however many years ago, several years ago, for like 86 billion. Ooh. Like they ouch. are taking a huge huge loss but they made so much money with all the dc movies between now and then (laughs) (laughs) you know i'm yeah and and leading back into dc movies with that like i'm just really hoping you know because right now like nothing's going to change immediately it's again similar to disney and fox like they they nothing's going to happen until the deal actually goes through because they have to it has to get approved and it has you know everything has to be has to go through the process just like disney and fox did but, you know, I'm really excited to see what this does for uh, the future of of DC Comics and Warner Brothers movies, because, uh, you know, it's been controlled by a corporation and not by creatives. And from what I from what I heard in uh, what I was watching earlier, Discovery is well known for letting the creators, you know, control the destiny or be like, hey, I've got an idea. And if they're like, hey, that sounds good make it happen. Here's, here's your, your funding sort of thing. Like I want that to happen. I don't want some fucking shit dick, uh, CEO saying like, Oh, well, no, uh, projections state that, uh, you know, 
uh, uh, Superman doesn't make money. So uh, let's, uh, I don't know. Well, uh, yeah, but I mean, AT&T has, you know, fiddle-fucked around with the creative process, and uh, it has not gone well. And and thankfully, Discovery's got at least a little bit of experience in the publishing game. I mean, like, they publish Motor Trend and, like, Golf Digest and a few other, you know, magazines and periodicals. Uh, Oh, shit, I didn't know that. Discovery Magazine. I think that's still a thing. I know it was for a long time. So, I mean, they do have, like, some... They've got some synergy in the publishing department as well. So that's good. Cause I don't think AT&T gave two shits about comic books. No, fuck. No, they, they did not fucking care if the entire print arm just went away. They would have been, they probably would have been good for the, their bottom line. Yeah. Like the two rounds of just like bloodbath cuts they made to, uh, to DC comics. I, I imagine a lot of, uh, a lot of people who weren't just like King shit, artists and writers you know we're we're not looking to dc as as a as a reliable source of income oh yeah i imagine that you know if you were someone who had some pull and you had the option of working at dc or marvel or you know really anywhere else uh dc would probably not be something you'd want to hitch your uh your wagon to recently yeah i heard they canceled a lot of uh a lot of the exclusive contracts like most of them I'm hopeful for this. I'm hoping that uh, that Discovery is able to uh, kind of give them the room to breathe. And, uh, you know, it's it's a straight-up media company now again. And uh, I- I'm hoping that is good. Yeah. Yeah, because the dude who's taken over in the entirety of Warner Media, I, always, I already forgot his name. It was something like David Stanslav or something. Stanslav? Stanslaz? He's the head of Discovery right now, and he's just going to take it all on. And but but apparently, people like working for him, and it, and it's a uh, it's a good environment for creatives. Awesome. And the reports are uh, the head of Warner Media, Jason Kalar, is on his way out, and he's the one who's responsible for you know the last year or two of Warner Media and like the HBO Max fiasco and the fucking the theater slash HBO max fiasco, especially of the last year, you know, where, you know, he just fucking paid wonder woman people off and then didn't tell anybody else that the movies were going to go straight to HBO max. Like that was him. I mean, and, and the other upside to this is that, uh, I mean, you'll get some discovery content coming to HBO max, maybe kind of combine that under one streaming banner would be nice. Now there's a lot of discovery network stuff or channel stuff that, I don't give a shit about it. There's a lot, but they, they have a lot of like real small niche channels. I would love to get some food network in there. Yeah. I love the food network so much. Stuff like food network and the science channel. I love the science channel. It's like what the discovery channel and TLC used to be. Yeah. <laughs> so that's well, and apparently uh, the, the discovery app, whatever it is, I can't remember if it's discovery plus or something. Yeah, probably. Yeah. It has 15 million subscribers of its own. So it's it's no slouch. Oh wow! Yeah, maybe 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 that's why they have more money than we would think. But yeah, apparently they're doing very well. I mean, a lot of like very popular cable channels. I mean, TLC, Food Network, HGTV, Discovery Channel. I mean, it, those are most not the kind of things that like big draw to a to a uh, streaming service. But I can tell you right now, they are all things that uh, my wife wants to watch. Like we have cable right now because my wife and my mother-in-law want to watch a bunch of that shit. 
And uh, if I could just ditch the ca- the $115 cable TV bill and HBO Max slash Discovery will just kind of take care of all that. Yeah. For the 15 to, or, you know, whatever, you know, 18, whatever it is, bucks a month. Fuck yeah. I'm all for that. Yeah, because HBO Max is is great, personally. Like, I'm I'm glad Wonder Woman brought me into it. I plan on keeping that. I watch that more than I watch Netflix or Hulu. Yeah, well, and I guess they will have the largest um, library of content. Now, there's something like 200,000 hours of content available. And now, Fuck whether or not yeah. they're going to put all that on the streaming service, I don't know. But, I mean, like, Warner's movie back catalog is is pretty impressive on its own. Yeah, they go back a ways. And the other thing Discovery has that that could help HBO Max out if they put it on there is they've got a lot of like um localized content where they they because they do all these little niche shows and niche networks and stuff. So they've got like Discovery Asia and Discovery um you know, they have a lot of stuff in like Spanish and and uh, you know, various different languages, like local content. So if they can you know, try and bring people in, 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 in the inter- international market. Cause they've got something other than just HBO TV shows in English to show them. Yeah. That, that, yeah. that could be good globally for them. Yeah, man. I mean, so all in all, I, I'm excited by this. Yeah. I, I really hope this leads to some good energy and some good content creation because DC, uh, they, I love them more than anything, but they are, they've, they've been floundering. Even their successes aren't that good, in my opinion. You know, meanwhile, like without, without getting into it, like Disney looks like there's, there's, uh, some rough waters ahead with Bob Chapek taking over and, uh, and getting more like corporate involvement, like the likes of which you would expect from the AT&T Warner thing. So. Let's see how the how the tides shift. They've got some rough waters behind too. I guess they announced they you know they lost. I, I think it was only like they only that they were down like six hundred million dollars in the last quarter or something from their earnings projection. It's like that's better than like the seven billion from like the yeah. the first half of the COVID thing. But yeah, stuff is still underperforming. So you know they're Disney. They'll be fine. They just need to put out Avengers four or five or whatever it is. Avengers five. And they'll, they'll, they'll be flush again. If they ever get there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we can return our listeners to, uh, to the regularly recorded, scheduled, per, I don't know, our regular sounding voices. Back to those jerks from yesterday. So, John, you got a recommendation? Um, yeah, I guess. I mean, what, what was the one I said earlier? You didn't. Yeah, it did. Oh, the, the cello lady? Yeah, cello lady. You just said something like, I'm going to use this for my recommendation. Yeah, I mean... It's it, a pretty tepid recommendation, it's, it's, I take no, it. No, yeah, it's it's actually a weak recommendation. I should have just used it as a as a uh, normal non-recommendation. Check this out. Um, so then I'll recommend uh, Invincible, the series on Amazon. Go watch it. As well as, once again, Space Oddities number one. Um, you can find it digital online. Uh at drive through comics or starting on the 19th um, on Comixology. Um, or you can email us at spaceodditiescomic at gmail.com if you want to get a hard copy, and we'll set that up for you. Something really cool that I saw that I would recommend going and watching because you can't really interact with it. But um, I will recommend, I, w- I would love to get as many eyeballs on this as possible because this guy deserves to get work. Son of a bitch, I should have... Let me look it up real quick, because I just realized I don't even have the guy's name in my, in my notes. But um, basically, this guy 
created a video game demo for a Tim Burton Batman inspired video game. And the, uh, the character is modeled after Michael Keaton very well. Um, he go, he's got the Batcave in there with the Batmobile. Everything looks like it's right from the first movie. Um, you go to Gotham city, like as you're driving into town, you see like the big, like gear pulling giant oh, men neat. statues from Batman returns. Um, but like the inside, the, the whole, you know, main square is straight out of that. You got the Monarch theater, you got Axis chemicals, you, you can go into the art museum and it's all fucked up from the party man scene. You know, like, oh, cool. He, is, it, is it like 3D? Is, is it like GTA Batman? Yeah, yeah. I mean, similar to the Arkham games, I guess. Yeah, it, it is so well done. So the, uh, the video itself is called I Am Batman Full Gameplay Demo. Um, the person who put the, v, the video up was PS5 Intel. I'm not sure if that's the name of the person who created it or like his, his, um, uh, like his, his screen name or what, but it's a PS five Intel. I am Batman full gameplay demo. It's a, it's a 20 minute video of basically this guy just exploring the world. It, it's, it's like a demo reel, but it's fucking beautiful. So, I mean, there's no like big, exciting, like fights or anything that, that goes on in it, but you just, you see the world that this guy created and it is impressive. Neat. I didn't have anything new f- since the last time we talked to recommend necessarily uh i was kind of hoping jupiter's legacy would be that but it's i i can't quite recommend that yet Mm. so um i'm just gonna uh recommend a nerdy youtube channel that i like the content the guy produces uh the channel's called space doc it's just a guy that likes to talk about spaceships and so like he covers all the different spaceships from fiction and uh critiques their designs and oh uh, no i was gonna say let's get the aftosa on there but i don't i don't i don't want those critiques i'm not a spaceship designer yeah yeah this guy fancies himself one and uh i really like his videos because it's really interesting he goes through and like talks about the practicality of the different different vessels and and i guess he's got his own um his own like audio drama that he's working on called the sojourn that he has uh that he's that's coming out soon i think it's an audio drama but he's designed a bunch of spaceships for it And just to get you in the mood. He's that kind of nerd that like, I'm going to design some spaceships no one will ever see. And the designs need to be sound and practical. And I love that. (laughs) (laughs) So I find it super interesting. And uh, if that sounds interesting to you, you're a dork and you'll like this channel. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then I guess uh, one more plug for the, uh, the Geekly Grind. You know, we were were gone for a while and, uh, and we... We left our, our network in the in the lurch, but um, it is the the Geekly Grind. Um, I don't know what you'd call it, like the the Turbo Geek Network online. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, they've got they've they've been really s- stepping up and doing more articles. I think they do like critical role coverage and like one of their big things is convention coverage. Mm-hmm. And since we've joined, they haven't done any of that because uh, no conventions. But yeah. that shit's starting to fire up, so I know they're getting excited to to get out there and uh, and you know hit the Aisles, I guess that's what you have at conventions. Yeah, artists' alley. Yeah, you know if you can't go to a convention or if you don't want to because it's full of a bunch of uh, you know potentially infectious nerds, uh, you could check out their coverage. Yeah, and live through it vicariously. And meanwhile, they've got they've got other shows and articles and content for you to consume. So is it just geeklygrind.com? The geeklygrind.com. Yeah, that's about it. 
is it bad level of self-serving if I if I plug my uh, my Instagram and say follow me and no if you want a commission this hit me up this is literally <laughs> this is the, the this only is place our to platform do it. yeah all right one last plug I want to I want to plug myself I'm gonna be a, a little little self-serving here um, follow me on Instagram at uh, beefy McStudley um, and uh, yeah, give me a follow. Hopefully, you like something. I, I, you know, after doing all these commissions for um, the Kickstarter campaign, I've really been digging. You know, doing finished pieces. I've, I haven't done. You know, like with the full markers and everything. It, it had been a while. So I, I was farting around with some sketch covers uh, over the weekend. But um, if you have any ideas, or you know somebody that uh, that you know, little custom piece of art. Um, would be a great birthday present for them, or they've got a favorite character or something. Um, hit me up on there, um, or or I don't know. Hit me up anywhere you can find us, and uh, we'll make it happen. Yeah, if you hit us up on Twitter, I'll probably tell them about it. <laughs> or or you'll get one of Ben's drawings. <laughs> you poor suckers. <laughs> um, but thank you, folks, for uh, joining us today. If you want to hit us up on the social medias, uh, we are on Facebook, Geek Exploration, the podcast page, Instagram, Geek Exploration Podcast, or Twitter at Geek Explore Pod. Or you can uh, send us a message at email at geeksplorationpodcast.com or call us. Please call us and uh, leave us a message at uh, 916 ORC TURD. That is 916 O R C T U rd and uh it'd be fun to interact with that on the show yeah and if you enjoyed the show uh drop us a review it uh it helps with something i don't know podcasters always say that and uh i have no reason to believe it isn't true yeah uh, also if you do we'll uh read your review on this very show uh and that's about it oh space oddities will be available on Comixology on the 21st. I think that was the right date. I think it was 19th. 19th? At least that's what I said earlier. Well, it'll still be available on the 21st, <laughs> yeah. so I wasn't wrong. It'll be available on uh, <laughs> August 18th. So, uh, yeah, that's it. Bye. Later. Hello, Geek Explorers. My name is Jeremy, and I'm the founder and editor-in-chief of The Geekly Grind, a site dedicated to all things geeky. From video games to anime, D&D, board games, comics, and more, since 2015, we've worked to provide fresh geek content and reviews weekly. A big part of our content expansion has been the creation of our very own podcast network, of which this very show has become a part of. If you're listening to this, chances are you need no introduction to the awesome commentary that John and Ben are serving up weekly on everything from Saturday morning cartoons nostalgia to recapping Disney's latest crazy announcements and much more. However, if you're looking for more podcasts to fill your commute, or maybe you have a new working from home arrangement, we've got a few other shows to spotlight that would be a great addition to any geek's media menu. First, there's Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a fantastic series that spotlights anime and manga, new and old. On Mondays, they review more recent releases, while Fridays are reserved for older titles. Anime not really your thing? How about comic books? Join Lance and Chris over at Comic Book Keepers as they discuss comic books, heroes, and their impact on our lives. Maybe you're a big Dungeons & Dragons fan. Well, I would invite you to join the Knights of the Rolled Table, a comedic and family-friendly audio drama featuring a cast of improv actors bringing their unique flair to D&D. Whatever your geeky interests, chances are we've got a podcast for you, and we're excited to offer convention access, giveaway content, and more as part of our partnership with Geek Exploration in the future. See you out in the Geekosphere. <laughs>